Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined by my guest today, Don Stroud of Psychota Press. Welcome. Well, thanks for the welcome, Logar the Barbarian. I'm happy <laughs> to be here. It's good to have you. It's good to have you. You got a couple different things out. I know I've got a, I, I picked up a few of them on a, a Kickstarter. Not well, as I guess it has been a little bit ago when the Kickstarter ran. It's been at least yeah, a year. yeah, yeah. I think uh, the the Forgotten Rights. Do you have that one? That was in twenty twenty. The Forgotten yeah. Rights, and then the so it's Forgotten Rights of the Moldering Dead for Dungeon Crawl Classics. And we're actually not playing Dungeon Crawl Classics right now. We just wrapped up our Dungeon Crawl, Crawl Classics game at the beginning of the year and moved on to Mutant Crawl Classics. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. And uh, also the lesser key to the Celestial Legion. So could you tell us a bit about those books? Because they seem to me to almost be a, what's the word, a pair. They fit well together. <laughs> yeah, you know, and originally and probably still... I don't know if this is top secret or not. I mean, it's my own pro project, you know, but uh, originally I had kind of envisioned like a trilogy of books. So the final one would be, or will be, if I get around to it, um, focusing on wizards, I guess, and oh. spells, and then maybe even some stuff for the other classes to uh, kind of wrap it all up. And it was, it may be called uh, the greater key and then maybe packaged with the lesser key. I'm not sure. That's in the back of my mind always, you know. So my question is, how much is the greater, the, the lesser key to Solomon and the greater key to Solomon inspiring those <laughs> the titles? Um, <laughs> it is slightly inspired by that because I believe, if I remember right, um, lesser key is kind of about angels and summoning them. And then um, I think the greater key was more about like, uh, uh, not necessarily spells, but what's like, what's, what's going on in that one? Kind of like... Uh, I, Man, you know, why so words? the lesser key is a book of evil spirits. Um, uh, yeah, you know, some of these words I can't pronounce. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of them I can't pronounce. So it's just mm -hmm. a grimoire of spirits, I guess, or summoning yeah. of some sort of spirit, angel, demon, whatever those mm -hmm. be, if they're all the same or not, I'm not sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So um, the point of the lesser key of to the Celestial Legion was that you could kind of uh, not necessarily summon these angelic be beings, and I just call them beings. And I don't really, you know, they can be lawful, chaotic, neutral, what, you know, whatever. That's just, that wasn't really the point. The point was how weird they look and the weird things they do. So a lot of that was, uh, a lot of the tables in there are focused on creating these really weird uh, heralds, I think I called them, um, because you know they're they kind of herald the uh, will of whatever god they're serving, right? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the lesser key is like that, and then uh, my friend James Posnell, he kind of uh, kind of really helped me bring it together because he was a big believer in the project early on. I just was using these tables for my own home game, right? Like yeah, and he was like kind of helped focus it in and added some structure for sure and a lot of it was like hey why don't we add aspects of the religion so really it is for clerics um because there are extra jobs for the clerics to do you know what do i have in there i have like uh they can do miracles which is just spell, spell casting and there's a whole system where you kind of you're trying to get followers you're trying to uh, convert 
So there's these conversion roles based upon, uh, you know, your presence and what you're doing. You can exercise spirits uh, and you can, you know, perform ceremonies. So, and then there's a whole like alternate leveling up system where you have so many followers or have built shrines, then you actually get access to your spells. So it's just kind of like extra mechanics on top of, well, this is for DCC, but really it can be any, like it's not super specific. So let's, I wouldn't mind doing a, doing a few rolls on there. Let, let's, uh, you think we could roll up, you, there's a creating heralds and stuff like that. Are yeah. there a lot of random charts for that? Oh, uh, there are a lot and you kind of go back and forth, but you can kind of, I should have had a copy close to me, but you oh, have no. yours. I, I have my, <laughs> <laughs> I have my copy here. <laughs> I'm yeah, trying. So... I, I, let me see if I can figure this out here. All right. All right. So in table one one is the appearance and creating the heralds, and that's where we start with. Correct. Yeah, that's what we can start with. Yep. And that's a two d twenty. So I'm gonna have to get my dice out real nice, quick. Nice. Dice, dice, baby. <laughs> get my two d twenty, and I've got a total of five. So the appearance is a pillar or a column. So then uh, we could roll on the substance chart to say, you know, what is this column made of? Now, do I just roll a 20-sided a die on that substance chart? Yeah, I believe so. I rolled an 18 light slash darkness. Oh, yeah. So it's a swirling column of light and dark. So that's that that seems almost biblical to me. <laughs> right. It really does. And I would not say that that wasn't a huge inspiration uh, because, you know, some of the older uh, books in the Old Testament, like the angels are really nuts. You know, yeah, they're wheels with eyes on them. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So features then we go on to, to the features to elaboration on appearances, features. And that is a D10. Uh, I think so. Actually. I rolled a seven there, and the eyes, it says, are metallic. All right. So they're like, yeah, they're, and this is kind of where it gets fun for me, at least, because, like, I don't see where the eyes are. Like, they could be, like, you know, popping. They could be circling around this pillar, like metallic eyes, just, you know, circling around. Maybe they're inside of it, and they're, like, bulging out. You know, you can kind of. Uh, this is just like light inspiration, and then you really go with it, which I, is what I think random tables should do. Oh, right? yeah, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. So then it has extra features, and that's another 10, and I rolled a 9. That gives me tails. So it's a pillar of light and darkness with metallic eyes. I kind of, I'm kind of picturing them floating outside, like sort of like some sort of... Um, I don't want to yeah, say like idols, but like, yeah. And then yeah. the tails... Uh, 1d6 tails. Yeah. And I just rolled a one. So it's only got All the right. single tail. <laughs> so, so, so here's something you could do too. Like you could, um, you could roll on the substance chart again to see what that tail's made of. Like maybe it's just a tail of fire that's like spiraling around the column. All right. So I'm going to roll a 20. I rolled a 13 and it says air, a tail of air. All right, so that's a weird result. That is a, the air tail. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just a wind, like a lashing a gust, wind tail. A gust of wind to grasp mm -hmm, at you. Mm -hmm. Appendages, I got five here. Uh, mechanical robotic. I like that. I, I, yeah. I, I'm kind of seeing this 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 thing of light and darkness, this pillar of light and darkness with like the metal eyes and the outside that kind of goes with 
whatever mechanical or metal appendages might be coming out of it as well. Kind of. Yeah. 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 The features at the minimum roll eyes, extra features and one D 10 for appendages. There are wings or horns roll one D 10 for the appropriate column. If desired roll several times for extra features and on wings and horns, I'm going to go for a wing and a horn and I rolled an eight. So thinned. Yeah. So that it could be like metal, like metal fins to go with the or fish fins, really. And then the last one for horns, eight. I got elef elephant, elephantine trunk, tusk, tusk, tusk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so this thing could have like you know maybe the base of it is like four big tusks going in every cardinal direction. So I mean, when you do read, like, but like you said, those, those, uh, those gods angels and demons and stuff that were all biblical and in some of, and even if you look mm -hmm. at some of the more occultic stuff they are strange like they are yeah. amalgams of bizarre things that we'd never be able to picture like you had mentioned like with with wheels for feet and mm -hmm. things like that yeah and i feel that all kind of fits in it's hard to kind of picture some of that kind of stuff i think that works well that's pretty cool yeah 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 i mean so it totally serves like my my intent of like you know hey let's let's get some crazy stuff out here um because you know mostly people just uh envision oh like a winged humanoid or whatever you know for an angel or even a demon um so this just kind of makes it nuts yeah i don't want to say gonzo but nuts yeah i mean it's really kind of like i i keep on saying the word biblical but it is very classic style like like stuff whereas nowadays i think that we kind of base a lot of our stuff in our D, D games off of kind of stereotypical modern fantasy archetypes demons with right. horns and stuff like that which is uh, yeah. we've just seen a lot yeah. of that mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, there are some wacky demons that popped out in some of those books there's always GLX right too <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah for sure yeah so this is kind of just like really shaking it up a little bit and then uh we're gonna skip ahead to like uh other signs of divinity, like these are the weird things that happen when one of these things manifest or whatever. So I've got like some, the cleric vomits the herald out, you know, as on page 10 and 11, or the smell of flowers is present when the herald appears, like all this really weird stuff that happens when this like, you know, pretty much this being of pure creation arrives on, you know, the mortal planes, like oh, reality no. kind of unravels. It's a D30 table. My D I don't have any D30s in the set that I brought to my desk. They're all in the they're all on the table back there. <laughs> I got, I got I it in my, my DCC right sets. Right, right. Because right, that's mostly when you would use a D30, right? <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah I, got, so I actually have like uh I I have one here. But I but I have this idea of like, you know, yeah, I should make this more uh you know, more system agnostic or whatever. Oh, yeah. Or even like focused for OSE because I've been writing some for, uh, you know, old school essentials. Uh, Gavin's done a great job with that stuff. And like, yeah, 30, a D30, a D50, these are kind of just DCC dice, you know, yeah. sure they exist, but I rolled a two on my D30. I could have done that with my D4. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check out where the two on the D30s. Are we looking for the other signs of divinity? Yeah, yeah. Harold starts as a worm, a worm and expands into shape and size. So yeah, it just starts as a lowly little worm in the ground and grows into this pillar. And I don't know if we uh, rolled to see how big the pillar was on the size chart. Where was that? Oh, size. That was another 2D20 roll. 
Oh, okay. Let me do the 2D20 real quick. I skipped right over that. I see that right there. 11. 11 is... It's only four feet tall. It's a little guy. It's just, it's just four feet. I, I dwarf it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then under the next column, I only rolled a three for presence. So any water within 300 feet moves toward the herald. So, you know, if the stream is over in the corner or even like a bucket of water, it's going to start like kind of floating towards the herald. I kind of um, like that. That could be that could be pretty. I, I have that gives me cool ideas in my mind of things yeah. to describe during game. What starts happening is the water. You see the water just kind of rippling across the ground, moving towards something yeah. in the woods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like your players are like, "What's going on?" And that's kind of the point. It's not like you know, you just don't say, "Oh yeah, you an angel arrives and tells you this." Like stuff is weird, and people are going, "What the heck?" Uh, and, you know, yeah, it's just a more, you know, it could be a nice 30-minute long encounter. Uh, 18 on the beholding. So a galaxy spins behind the herald. So, you know, your herald arrives and kind of in the background, you know, you can kind of see a gate open up and there's just a galaxy spinning back there. That's cool. And some of, some of these, some of these are from, oh, I wish I, I always forget his name, like Paul Morbacher or something does like a, Angel series, and they're all kind of weird. Like a lot of it was inspired by that. I'm well not familiar with it. Well, is that like a like a like a series of, of books or like a uh, like a series of prints? I think or arts that he did. I think okay, he, he did some art books. Yeah, the last roll here, twenty five, is uh, flapping of wings is heard when the herald speaks. So along with you know the herald telling the mostly the cleric, but the whole party. You know what's going on, or uh, communicating in whatever way. You just hear all these wings flapping behind. And those were finned wings. I think we decided they were mm -hmm. metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure yeah. They so have a very unique. Sound. Sounds like, yeah, clanging and scraping, right? Yeah, and that's and that's pretty much the herald. Like, you can kind of skip over tables. Like, there's colors and patterns. We could do a D12 for what color the you know white. I mean, it's light and darkness right but maybe it's orange and purple maybe it's you know oh got runes yeah there's some good tables in here it's definitely worth checking out i think this is going to definitely be coming to the table here this campaign we're starting up is pretty <laughs> yeah coming up with some crazy stuff for that it's pretty decent now the forgotten rights of the moldering dead we went from angels to the dead yeah the yeah it's all about the dead the undead the and death practices so like there are burial rites in there that are kind of based on real world but there's there have been some really bizarre rites you know on this planet uh in regards to the dead and what we do with them so i kind of just accumulated a lot of that the first chapter was an idea i had many years ago you know have you ever like been driving down the road and you smell a dead deer and it oh, smells yeah. horrible. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, so it's all like what, what you do, what you'd roll on if your players, you know, smelled a dead thing. So I think it's broken down into six different options. Um, they get weirder as it goes on, but it could be like a band of zombies. It could be a field of dead antelopes. Uh, so that's like the start of the book. And then the next chapter is breaking down each type of undead and kind of giving elaboration. 
on it. You know, what what kind of zombie is this? Or then what 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 extra things does the skeleton do? It's got quite a it's got quite a it's got a lot to really spice up that the kind of undead and stuff like that in your campaign. I mean, after a while, I love using undead, but it does after a while, you've been playing for a while, it gets a little right. old and redundant. A perfect book mm-hmm. to kind of change things up and make it a little more interesting and a little more adventurous and fun for your players. Uh, it's definitely worth looking at. Now, you said you've got some other things in the work as well, correct? Um, yeah. So what am I working on? I'm working, um, I'm involved in Mothership Survival Horror RPG as well. And uh, we're kind of all working on the, like our version of the Monster Manual for the Kickstarter that was last uh, fall. So we're kind of working on that. Uh, I'm doing a mini adventure for Gavin for OSC. The Aquatic Adventures uh, book that was on Kickstarter a while back by... Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing a little, you know, half-page thing for that. Wait a minute. Was Who did that one? Is That's not the... Was um, that Night Owl that did that? Night Owl Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. They, yes. I just spoke with him. He's going to be right oh, nice. in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing that. Um, I am wrapping up this... Uh, another, like, sci-fi adventure for oh man i'm blanking across a thousand dead worlds oh by alex now i i want to ask about that mothership bestiary or monster manual is that so what i had like i've ran mothership a few times now or okay zero edition i guess is what it's called i haven't ran first edition because i haven't gotten the box yet (laughs) right right uh pretty excited about that one now, in uh, the pound of flesh, was it that I was running where you kind of rolled on a charts <laughs> to kind of make whatever the monster is? Is it going to be like that kind of random monstery type like charts or is it going to have definitive creatures in it? Or how is that going to approach? Yeah, it's going to have more definitive creatures in it, but in a different way. And I don't know how much of this uh, Sean McCoy has talked about on the uh, updates and stuff, but it's going to be more like first person accounts rather than just like, this is the monster and this and this and this. So it's going to be a little more, just more like you're encountering, you know, someone's uh, journal entry or whatever. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a cool approach. I'm not sure if that has been, I've read a lot, I've read many updates, but at a point I don't retain everything I read all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I hope I didn't spoil this for everyone, you know, I hope Sean's going (laughs) to, Sean's going to text me and say, Hey, (laughs) yeah. So I think that's it. I have my own personal projects. I'd like to get out, uh, another couple zines because i released a zine like a ghost zine last uh last year um so james uh 25 apparitions spirits and hauntings i've got two copies of that (laughs) oh nice nice. i didn't bring them down here (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so uh i wanted another zine like that kind of like a mini bestiary um and I released that uh, with rules, stat blocks for OSC and DCC, because those are my primary like fantasy uh, game systems I've been working in. So uh, what do you, when it comes to you and what you're playing and what you have played and how you got in, I'm curious to know a bit of your history of with the game and what yeah. you're doing. 
Yeah, so, man, I, w- I was not allowed to play when I was young because of a Satan. And, <laughs> and so, I know. I know. I don't think this. I played. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I really uh, started playing until like 93. I was already out of high school and stuff and moved out. And, you know, just kind of like I just picked up like first edition advanced. Right. Uh, and I just really enjoyed that. I think I ran some here and there over the years. And a group of guys I met at a job down the road. Like that's those are the books we all had. So we always just played that first edition AD&D. And then uh, at a certain point, I was like, oh, wait a minute, there's this thing called OSR and, you know, there's all these other games. So I kind of skipped around and tried a bunch out, but I didn't get like super excited until DCC because it's, you know, it's fresh, you know, back back when I first saw that for the first time, super fresh. It was exciting. Uh, it was just really cool. Lots of random tables. Who doesn't love that? And then, of course, Mothership. Uh, started playing a lot of that. That came out in 2018, I think. Is it uh, maybe 2019? Yeah, it, 2018, it, 2019. Uh, for some reason, it feels like it just came out, but I guess just came out. The time goes by pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, especially the last two years of you know the pandemic and whatnot. Like, oh, yes. time is weird. Yeah, time <laughs> is time is not what it used to be. I, I don't. I can't even tell you what I played the most of. Probably most. DCC, like, you know, that's what I would play at conventions. And I, we were running that other guys in my group run it sometimes, uh, both published and our own stuff. And then, yeah, old, old school essentials came out and I really enjoyed that. And I was able to, uh, write like one of the, uh, official adventures that came out 2020, uh, Isle of the Plangent Mage. Um, so that was a great opportunity. That was super fun to write that extra experimental, uh, thing. But yeah, it's just like, you know, I just try to play play when I can and can't quite do that as much as I used to, but I hope to get uh, playing some more. Uh, you know, there is a weird thing where you're planning on publishing something you're running, so it kind of becomes too much work. And uh, I suffer a little burnout from that, I guess. Like just the, oh, I got to release the next thing. I go, 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 instead of just having fun with it. So I'm yeah. kind of waiting to return to the, hey, this is just fun, mm-hmm. you know? without all the pressure of, you know, oh, release, got to find art, got to lay it out, got to do a Kickstarter, you know. Yeah. All that extra, the extra work that we, we turn the thing you love into work. <laughs> right. Which, I mean, it's still, it's still amazing to do as work, but, you know, like most of us trying to, you know, monetize the hobby and make it extra fun and rewarding, like we still have to work real jobs. Yeah, that, you know, uh, 40 hours a week that kind of suck the <laughs> energy right out of you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, it, it does that. It can definitely do that. I think we need to reduce the hours of the work week to about 15 a week, and I'll be okay with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. That's that's that, that's my, that's gonna be my platform when I run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, my vote. <laughs> that that would be my platform dcc we ran dcc for a while i liked i like it my buddy had picked up so we were we we had went out to the shop uh gateway games in cincinnati ohio oh yeah and yeah. uh 
Todd's a good fella. He's actually going to be on this uh, here soon. So by the time this comes out, he'll have already been on. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Uh, but I, I picked up that Dungeon Crawl Classics book when I got that. And my buddy picked it up. And we're, we're leaving. And he's, he's looking at it. And he goes to me, hey, man, this uses all these weird dice. <laughs> I, I'm like, I was like, wait a minute. What do you say? He's like, it uses all these weird. I'm like. Put the brakes on. I want you to rewind about 30 years. Remember what we were saying? <laughs> the fact that that game could get us to say that again 30 some years right. later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amazed me. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's probably like one of the other things like, oh man, more extra dice and you got these kinds. And, you know, yeah, who doesn't want more weird dice, right? When we were first getting into it, I couldn't find dice. Um, oh yeah. As a kid, we right. was, we found them, and the, there was a math locker at mm -hmm. school. They had all the little multi polyhedron dice, and we started <laughs> right. going back there, stealing the dice from the school, putting them in our uh, pockets, uh, and they go to play D and D with or little role playing game. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. This time around, he's got to go to the store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like a shortage at one point, right early on, where they had to do the chits, and no one had the dice, and. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know where to get them at first, honestly. I had, right. like, uh, I just didn't have any idea or clue. They didn't sell them around a lot. But eventually, I found some at a hobby shop and, and, and started building up sets. But originally, I had no clue where to find them. Right, yeah. Now you can find a basic set of, like, your seven polyhedron and, like, your 20 or 12. You know, you can find that most places. Right. But that DCC set throws that wrench in there, like, oh no, they right. have to have the DCC dice. Yeah, yeah, kind of, it, it kind of like reintroduces that rarity thing that mm -hmm. you know, oh, oh well, and then and then you're like, well, I I need more than one set, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You've got quite a few different books out. Where can people go online to find them or pick them up? And uh, and we, where can they find you on the internet and find your work? Yeah, so uh, Exalted Funeral, of course. Um, I think I started supplying them early on um, for both them and myself. And then Goodman Games, of course, because it's, uh, most of it is DCC compatible. Like, uh, and Joseph is like a really amazing guy who's just done amazing work, like kind of pumping up the third party pu publishers, you know, and like just helping out a lot. Um, so those two places, uh, sometimes at um, Gateway Games, uh, I've sent this up to Todd before. And then uh, Weird Realms, uh, Beckett has usually had some of my stuff. I don't have my own website up yet. Every, like every single year, I'm like, oh, I got to do that website. And <laughs> it's time for that. Might as well write a new zine, you know? Yeah. I mean, blogs are pretty much a dead. I, I say they're pretty much dead. There was a point in time when blogs were raging and all the thing and people were going mm -hmm. to them and they had traffic and interaction on them. I feel that that's kind of faded and everybody's gone to social right. media now. So, yeah, especially after G plus. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook page or something like that might be as effective as a website half the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I so I actually have a Psychota Press uh, Facebook page that I never do anything with. Um, people can also find me just Don Stroud on Twitter, and I don't really tweet that much because I don't know, man. It's just weird, you know, the social media thing. But yeah, you know, I, I always try to whenever anyone tags me and says, "Oh, look, I got," your, I'm like, 
sweet. Yeah, my book. Thanks. I really hope you enjoy it. You know, I try to interact as much as I can. Um, I like to put too much of myself out there. So, yeah, I'm on Facebook that way and Twitter. Um, yeah. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please tell your friends about us. Give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar Hale Crom. We're on Patreon. We can use any support you can give us. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.